what are you most afraid of what's your biggest fear is it fear of heights fear of failure fear of judgment of those around you fear of being made fun of or is it all of the above we all struggle with fear right um and in many ways we let fear drive our lives we let fear become the central engine which moves our life ahead but what we also don't realize is that if you let fear drive your every single move if you let it become your engine you are constraining yourself from truly reaching your potential and also from living your most fulfilled life because often times true opportunity true happiness true many of the best things in life lie across almost that roadblock of fear and that's what i want to talk to you about because i have been afraid of many things throughout my life you know everything i just spoke about earlier i am afraid of all those things but over time i have figured ways and methods to help me move ahead in my own journey or in my own relationship with fear and i wanted to share five of those with you you know five of those which have almost become central you know pillars for me in my day to day relationship with fear and, and how i deal with it i'm varun dugirala and this is take a pause and just so that i overcome my fear of fumbling i'm making sure this is a no cut episode you know everything that i'm going to say is going to be straight from start to end it's going to be raw it's going to be real and that's a way for me to overcome my own worry that maybe what i'm going to say isn't going to be the best version of what i need to create so here goes but if you go there you want to make sure you hit subscribe and smash the bell icon and straight into my first key learning about fear one of the first things you have to ask yourself is that when you have fear driving you what you end up doing is you end up procrastinating you end up being static you know it's like how like you freeze right you you don't move and you stay where you are and what happens when you freeze is you believe i am safer if i don't move it's almost like you know you've seen that deer in headlights example where the deer in the middle of the road and and just freezes thinking that the car won't hit it but what we often need to think about is is that what is the cost of our inaction versus the cost of action because we are so fearful of the action and what result it might have that we don't act but what we don't think about is what happens if i don't act you know tim ferris has this interesting method which he spoke about he's been speaking about for years he spoke about it in his ted ted talk he's spoken about it in his blog where he talks about the practice of fear setting fear setting is a practice where you note down all the ways in which your fears are driving you you know you list down all your fears you don't just list down all your fears what you also list down is that you put down the cost of acting on those fears saying i'm afraid of heights or i'm afraid of public speaking if i'm if you're afraid of public speaking what happens if you actually go speak in public on stage then also write down what happens if you don't face that fear what if you never get on that stage what happens if you never truly put yourself out there and take that action and don't just think about today 
think about what happens a year down the line, two years down the line, five years down the line. If you choose inaction over action, what happens to you? And when you list those down, in many of these cases, you realize that your, the cost of inaction is far higher than the cost of action. You know, I for years, you know, I had this incident very early on in my life um, in my first or second grade where I got on stage and I froze. You know, it was one of those fancy dress competitions and, you know, I was very excited, got on stage and just couldn't do it. I just stood on stage and I just said, I don't want to. And I ran off stage. And it took me years to get back. You know, it took me years to get back. And I eventually became a creator at the age of 36. Even when I was an entrepreneur, I preferred to handle the back end, preferred to handle operations because I didn't want to be in front. I was so afraid of just getting out there in front of things. But the more I've started to do this, the more I've actually realized that all those years, maybe I would have been able to find the level of confidence that I found today compared to all the self-doubt that was driving me, all the fear that was driving me at that point of time. And I always thought that I would fail. I always thought that, you know, if I give in to this, if I actually go out and put myself in front, um, everything that could possibly go wrong will go wrong. You know, it's like the stoic philosopher Seneca says that we struggle or rather we suffer more in imagination than in reality. You know, all the things that we think will go wrong are in our head. Write them down on paper and you say, these are my fears. This is what I might happen if I act on them. And this is what happens if I don't act on them. You suddenly seem to weigh things out and you have clarity because when you define what happens, you can prepare for it. You can prepare for getting on stage and talking. You can, you know, prevent... All the things that you feel will go wrong when you go on stage, what will you do? You'll forget what you have to say. Um, like I have notes here, peeking at them from time to time. Because just in case I forget, it's okay for me to look. You know, you're not judging me because I'm looking at my notes, are you? Because what I'm giving you is something that you are learning from. And it's about that. It's about understanding it, preparing yourself, and looking at what you can prevent yourself from failing. The second thing I've actually learned about managing and working with fear is about choosing curiosity over fear. In the book, Big Magic, um, Elizabeth Gilbert talks about this. Right? She says that you can either let fear drive your life or you can allow curiosity to drive your life. If you let fear drive your life, you stick to a path that you feel is safest, that nothing can go wrong over there. And you never give in to trying things. But if you take a curiosity mindset, you know, if you choose curiosity or fear, what you tend to do is to say, okay, one second, I'm not taking a big decision. I'm not suddenly saying this is my purpose in life. This is the new path I'm taking. Like, okay, I'm walking on this path. Maybe I'll check out what's happening here. Maybe I'll check out what's happening there. Maybe I'll look around a little bit and, and truly ask myself that I might just discover something new. Is the price of me failing by being curious about something new higher than me just trying to stick to my path? And we also feel this way, let's be honest, because we all want to do everything perfectly. 
no it's not just a fear of failure we all worry and we all struggle with this simple thought process of the fact that we need everything to be perfect we feel if it's not perfect it's a failure and so we don't even try things because we think that we won't be perfect at them we often try to make sure we don't fail at things versus trying to do a good job with them because sometimes trying to do something well and trying to do a good job about some, with something leads you down a path of looking at it and thinking about it mindset wise a certain way which is very different from how you look at it if you're just focused on making sure you don't fail because you will take so many choices not because that's the way you should ideally be doing it but that's the only way you think you will not fail and so the next time you find yourself you know being driven by fear just tell yourself that like william faulkner said be scared but don't be afraid being scared is normal you know we're all scared of many things but when you're afraid of something you're allowing it to drive you choose curiosity say i'm curious about this i want to learn something about it you know i've always been a curious person but i've realized that curiosity can actually give you so many benefits it can give you so much happiness and joy in the weirdest of ways so this is a watch i i got myself recently right because i've been fascinated with watches for a while now and i started reading about the history i was curious so i started reading about the history i started looking into you know uh, different stories and different things and i realized that watches were initially tools for people they weren't necessarily just something you wear on your wrist it's not sort of fashionable thing it was a tool so i went down the rabbit hole of tool watches and i found out that there was a particular kind of watch that people rather soldiers in world war 1 and world war 2 wore and this watch is based on that and that story is something which i find so fascinating right so it's about that it is this going to give me some material benefit in my life no is this something that's going to cost me a huge amount of failure no but the fact that i know this has helped me use curiosity as a tool and the more you use it the more you will choose curiosity or fear and when you have to make a larger decision because you're so used to being curious your obvious choice becomes curiosity so a great way for you to flip that script and to move from fear to curiosity is to keep practicing it in the lowest like and the weirdest ways like like i do with watches now and with many other things and and toys and stuff so choose that first and the more you do it the more you practice it the more you make it your daily discipline more you will move towards curiosity of fear what's the next one what's the next thing which i have actually learned is that we always and we all fear this we all fear being judged by other people you know we are so worried that anything we do anything we say anything that happens to us will be judged by those around us and you know david foster wallace said this he said that what we we, should, we will all stop worrying about what people think of us when we realize how rarely they actually do because people aren't thinking about us all the time you know you might be in a room with so many people but it's not like they're focused only on you it's not like they're only saying oh i know what you've done right now i know what you said right now i'm judging you for what you're saying right now um it's like it's like the spotlight effect right you walk into a room and you think everyone's looking at you but they aren't they're worried about how everyone's looking at them and this in many ways leads you to make choices which are people pleasing because you want everyone to like us 
our innate fear of being judged by those around us leads us down a path of doing what we think they expect of us what we think they want us to do what we think will make them judge us less and less but what you need to think about is the fact that the more you act for reasons that you believe someone is no i should do this or i need to do this you are moving away from that singular thing that is a decision only you should be making which is i want to do this or i don't want to do this because those are the only two choices you have in your life i want to do this or i don't want to do this when you get into the shoulds when you get into the i need tos you are pushing yourself to make decisions which are driven by how you want to be perceived by other people even for doing something for someone else you, because you really want to do it you are doing it if you don't want to do it you're not doing it and that comes from a singular point of you telling yourself that you are enough that you as an individual as a person are enough you will have flaws you will have weaknesses and you also have strengths you will also have things you're great at but as long as you truly believe that you are enough you will stop worrying about being judged by those around you and you know and it's almost a an activity i've seen many people do right it's about looking at yourself in the mirror and telling yourself that it's about having that conversation with yourself and saying you know let me just focus on my strengths let me just focus on the things i can do really well let me build that trust in myself so that i truly believe i am enough and the more i believe i am enough and more you believe you are enough you will worry far lesser about how people will judge you you will feel a lot more confident you will feel in many ways you will focus on things which you expect of yourself and not what other people expect of you and it doesn't mean you're not social it doesn't mean you aren't you know connected to a community what it actually means is the more you become like this you will end up acting in ways and it happens naturally to many of people um, it's happened naturally to me is that i do for people what i wish they did for me and without expectation i wish everybody was nice to me so i am nice to them i am not expecting that from i wish people didn't judge me so i don't i try my best not to judge other people the more you practice it it's almost like this weird um mirror that the more you act a certain way with other people they act that back to the you know, human beings are like mirrors they reflect back towards you so the more you act towards them the way you want them to you know radiate back to you again without expectation it somehow seems to come back towards you and that doesn't just move away judgment it also moves us towards some of the most important aspects of dealing with fear that is you don't necessarily have to leap past fear you know you don't necessarily have to you know tell yourself that oh i got to conquer all my fears today i will you know if i'm scared of heights i'll do like a skydive today you know that while that might work for many people they call it ripping off the bandaid but it also puts a lot of pressure on you it's like um one of my favorite creators of all time casey neistat says do what you can't if you tell yourself that as a daily practice as a daily routine you will do one thing that you're afraid of that one you will face one fear today in the smallest possible 
you know if you fear the dark can you spend like 5 minutes in the dark if you fear sitting alone by yourself which is honestly scary for many people including me i mean i can't meditate for long periods because i'm still have a fear of just sitting alone by myself give yourself 5 minutes then make that 10 minutes then make that 15 minutes make it a daily practice to build a relationship with your fear not by leaping but by taking tiny steps and the more you take these tiny steps almost like you did as a kid right almost as you did as a child where you know as kids we aren't scared of trying new things right? imagine babies the amount they progress on a daily basis from you know being 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 from being born being being from being born to to learning how to crawl to learning how to walk to learning how to talk they take tiny baby steps every day but at some point we stop taking those baby steps but maybe that's one thing we all have to make sure we do on a daily basis because those small baby steps really help us build a system that helps us look at fear as you know someone who's sitting in the car that is or rather the train of our life but it's not really driving the engine it's a, it's sitting in one of the bogies right it's it's that friend you have you can't let go of but you are saying okay i'm okay to have you around but i don't want you to drive my life and the last thing which has really helped me in my relationship with fear is for me to learn to trust myself you know for me to truly learn to love myself self love is tough right um self love is not something that comes naturally to us you know people tell us oh i love myself but do you truly you know and it's 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 not about um you know saying i love myself and doing certain corny things which also are great like you can tell, tell yourself you love yourself on in the mirror every day that can help you reinforcing that in your mind but trusting yourself comes by giving your mind actual evidence by giving your mind actual proof that you can do the things that you do that you stand by the things that you say you do so if you say i am a person who wakes up on time in the morning but you don't really do it the mind doesn't trust you because you're not giving it evidence to prove that you are a person who will do that in the same way if you are a person who says that i am there for my friends all the time but are you truly there for your friends all the time because your mind decides things and pushes you and makes you think based on the evidence you give it the more evidence you give it to trust you to say that what you say and what you do connect what you say you can do and what you can actually do connect starts trusting you and from that trust comes one of your most important tools to work with fear and that is confidence you become more confident and like adam grant says in the book think again you learn to find the right kind of confidence because confidence has two things and you need to balance both of them out on one side you need to truly believe you can do what you are saying you are planning to do but what it also means is that you have the humility to admit that you might not have all the tools required to do it you might not have everything that you need to do what you've set out to do and that you have to learn that you have to progress you have to on a daily basis enhance your craft 
and if you balance these two right you know seeing things and believing them but also realizing that you aren't always 100% that you are flawed that builds true confidence that also stops you from you know running in front of those headlights from making those mistakes from it helps you guard yourself from all the things that you actually fear will happen so you don't suddenly go from being driven by fear to being driven by overconfidence right you've got to be driven by confidence you've got to be driven by curiosity and all these things only happen through building that kind of trust through looking at how you live your life taking those baby steps on a daily basis because there are people who are the right kind of confident aren't as bothered about other people's judgment they're they're living their most authentic lives because they're living the lives they want to lead they're living their lives the way they want to live it they're not driven by people pleasing they're not giving into procrastination or pessimism they're also not trying to be something they are not because they want to be safe rather than doing and living the way they want to live so these are the five things i want to share with you these are the five things i've learned in my own relationship with fear and i was hoping they will help you as well i'm going to share a lot more insights like this on a regular basis with all of you so i can share everything you have learned everything that's on my laptop here if you're watching this on youtube um in my notes across the board so i can give you all the tools that i have discovered in my own relationship with everything in my mind everything in my life so you can use it in yours and um, hopefully not take as long as i did to really understand and build my own relationship with fear if you enjoyed this video if you enjoyed this episode um i'm going to ask you to hit subscribe and smash the bell icon and tune in also for some of the conversational episodes we do on the show where i speak to truly interesting people and and get insights into how they've built this toolbox for themselves so you can use that as well in your life so till the next one we'll make sure that you take those baby steps build your relationship with fear and whenever you are confused take a pause and think about it.